Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. And welcome to another edition of Coast to Coast. 
I am your co-host Beyond Seven One Six here with Whittle Two K as well, our co-host, and we want to start today's show um, with some. You know, we had some really bad news this week. Former Buffalo Bills receiver Mike Williams unfortunately lost his life on Tuesday morning. Uh, he was taken off life support um, in Tampa, Florida. He was involved uh, performing electrical work, and he was severely injured. Um, and required hospitalization. Um, just absolutely terrible news. Um, our hearts, our thoughts and prayers absolutely go out to Williams' family, to Williams' former teammates, the Buffalo Bills, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and any fans around the world that was it, were able to watch Mike. And such a such a young age, such a such a horrible story. So we just wanted to have a moment of silence to reflect on the life of Mike Williams. Yeah, we're just going to take a little time, um, you know, and get have a moment of silence. Welcome to Coast to Coast, everybody. Um, unfortunately, we have to start the uh, the pod today with, with with bad news, but um, you know, nevertheless, the uh, show goes goes on. Like 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 Beyonce said, um, you know, it, it's death is a little difficult. I mean, I, obviously, death is difficult, um, but uh, you know, it, it's a part of life and something that we have to deal with. Um, and, you know, while we're here, uh, I, I want to extend, uh, I want to extend, um, thoughts and prayers to, uh, Caleb. Uh, he's one of the, uh, members of NFL Twitter's community. Um, he lost his father and, uh, we just want to also send love and prayers towards your family, towards you, Caleb, and your family as well. Um, I don't know if Caleb is watching, but, um, whether he is or not, you know, just know that your family is in our prayers as well. Um, yeah, so let's uh, let's get right into it. Um, big game this weekend, beyond mm-hmm. uh, Jets game, Monday night football. The lights were bright. Mm-hmm. The uh, mobile was huge, and the quarterback was small. <laughs> um, yeah. Listen, you know, uh, you know, go ahead. There's so many things we have on our body, right? It's like they're all kind of coming out this time, but go for it. Um, so before we get into the game, because like I really can just get into the game and 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 start ripping apart the play of my quarterback. Before I do that, I want to just go ahead and, and give some props and shout out to some of the Jet fans that pulled up to the tailgate. Uh, Beyond was out there. We got a chance to meet. Um, finally, yes. That was yeah, great. finally we got a chance to meet in person. But, um, yo, Ozzy, uh, Benny, uh, J-Megs, Justin, um, who else? Uh, Maven. Maven. Uh, Petey, you know, PD always shows us love. He was on the show last week. Uh, ground and punt. Like, I appreciate y'all pulling up, man. That was... Mm-hmm. That was definitely love. And to all the Bills fans, to all the Bills mafia that was represented, 
uh there that was that was excellent we had a great time out there uh um, maddie ice as well mm -hmm. yeah oh maddie ice my bad maddie ice yeah maddie ice was out there Yo, it was a great time honestly we had a great time out there it was a great experience before the game um but then we had to go inside and the game had to be played uh mm -hmm. the defense was amazing i think the buffalo bills defense was great i think the question was answered on you guys lost Tremaine Emmons. What are you going to do? I think Terrell Bernard played pretty well. I, I have no complaints. Uh, he was decent in coverage. Uh, he got washed out on a few run plays. But for the most part, um, I think he did a good job, man. Like, I, I was, you know, I was, I was, I, I'm not going to say I was surprised. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like, do play well. Shout out to Terrell Bernard. Um, coverage was pretty good. I had made a I had a hot take on Twitter earlier that week. And um I had a hot take earlier that week about Christian Benford putting um putting Garrett Wilson in the seatbelt in the uh, car seat. Yo, what is that noise? Mm -hmm. is, that, is, that, is that is that me? Is that your fan? Yeah, I think so. It may have been. Right, so. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> um no no no. So uh yeah, Christian Benford. Started started CB two. He looked great. We talked about that last week of him coming in. This being a tough tough matchup because you know he's a physical he's a physical corner, you know physical zone corner. Very good at his job. Um, what was he going to do against uh, uh, Garrett Wilson, one of the best young receivers that we have in the league? I think he did an excellent job. Um, I didn't see him get beat up. I I didn't see him get cooked. He gave up a couple plays, but he had a bunch of wins as well. I thought he was sticky. I thought he tackled well. Um, he saved the touchdown, saved four points by getting Brees Hall down after that big 80-something-yard run. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I thought the defensive line was stout. I thought that there were a couple of times we missed some tackles, and that led to some of these bigger plays. Uh, Brees Hall shocked the hell out of me. I was surprised for him to come back as, as good as he did. But um, Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The defense. I, think, I thought the defense was fine. Uh, Pat Pat is asking, how do we feel about uh, how do you feel about Trey White's performance? Yo, Trey White was solid. Like I, I just I thought that the defense was good. I thought I thought that uh, Hyde and Poyer looked a little slow, but I'm I'm gonna chalk that up to you know not a lot of reps in the preseason, and they they really need to get into you know game game shape. So I'm hoping that that's what that is, and they'll you know they'll they'll snap back into uh into into what we expect um mm -hmm. going forward but i thought the defense was fine I, I mean they josh gave the ball gave them uh four extra possessions and we held them to 16 points now i know um the big story coming out about this game is uh aaron Rodgers going down and what was it the first like four plays uh torn achilles out for the year um you know that's sad that's not the way that we wanted that game to go. Uh, but injuries are part of the game. Uh, Beyond, you were at the game as well. 
what what were your what were your viewpoints on on the defense? Well, you, you know, listen, we did enough to win, right, Whittle? I mean, you said it best. We gave up essentially 16 points, um, and Josh giving them an extra four possessions it, it, against that kind of defense. You just can't have it, right? There, there's right. no, there's no, um, there's no. We're not going to sugarcoat anything here. We love Josh Allen. I love Josh Allen. Okay, but he deserves every bit of criticism for Monday night. He's going to have some bad games, and that was a very poor performance. Now, this is two. The last two times in the Meadowlands, whatever jet life, whatever you want to call it, he's been poor, right? I mean, these are two games that all we need was a game manager. Please don't call it jet life. Please don't I, do that. I had to get that in for in case Petey's <laughs> listening. I'll get that in there. But yeah. um <laughs> but you know, we needed a game, we needed Josh the game manager there, right? I mean, you and I felt in the building. I'm sitting there 13-3, and I was talking to a jet fan next to me. And I said, yeah, really, I feel like we just need 10 points, right? If we just play solid here and just do not turn the ball over, you know, take Josh takes what's there, we control the clock, right? I couldn't see Zach Wilson mustering up 21-plus points on our defense in that second. There, there, there was really no no circumstance where I could see that. So, But overall, the defense solid. I agree. I mean, um, you know, Benford had his Don Beebe moment for all you uh, older Bills fans in the Super Bowl. Remember when he ran down Leon Lett and he came out of nowhere? Yeah. Yeah, yep. that but that that's the kind of hustle. That's what McDermott, the coaching staff, sees. I mean, that was a great hustle play. I was very impressed with that. He's fast. I, I was his speed was like that was that was phenomenal. So, and I agree, Trey was Trey was good. I mean, he was kind of quiet most of the game, but and as Terrell Bernard, I would say he did as good as could be expected for a rookie in that kind of scenario on Monday night in his first game. Right? I think we'll, yeah. we we need better from Terrell Bernard. But I don't think he was a – he wasn't a massive liability you know, in, in the defense, if that makes sense. He, he was adequate enough in his first start. I think he'll get used to the speed of the game, get used to you know be, being in that middle linebacker position. I mean, that's just going to take time. So hopefully we win enough games here where he can work out those kinks and then we'll see a different throw than hard come the second of the season. Um, I, I think we got to wait until week three. Against the uh, commanders to see, uh, I think that's when we see the um, the real test for for uh, Trey and, and the secondary when you're going up against uh, when you're going up against the, those receivers out in Washington. They got three good ones, so and Sam Howell's going to throw the football. So those are those are the guys that I'm worried about. Not that we're not worried about the upcoming opponent, the Raiders. I right, listen. I'm not saying that like we the Raiders have some talent, but I I think the Raiders with Jimmy G at quarterback are not going to test this secondary the way I think it should be tested until I don't think the secondary will be tested fully until we get to week three where we go. I got to go up against Al and uh, and those and those guys out there. Um, So. uh, the O line was another uh, area of concern. How do you feel about the O line and the run game? Uh, I'm I, I'm curious to hear what you have to say about that because I have my own soliloquy sure. on that. I one. thought I, I thought again. I'll say the O line, considering the opponent, considering you know Monday night, considering the Jets front four. I think they did adequate enough again to win the game. I think Josh sometimes causes some of his problems with 
when it comes to pass protection. I mean, again, just my vantage point. And, you know, and sometimes in this game, uh, you know, being there live, it's really hard to kind of really digest. I haven't really had a chance to really deep dive on it yet. You know, flying back yesterday and getting back into it today. But I thought overall they were, again, good enough to win. Run game, I was a little puzzled by it at times. I mean, Cook had some moments, but I feel like, you know, he, he wasn't – like you see Brees Hall, how he just falls forward sometimes. He get, You know, he gets hit and he gets a couple more yards. I feel like Cook doesn't really quite have that in the tool set, at least so far. But where was Damien Harris's game? I guess that was really one of my puzzling things. I mean, even just to see at least four or five runs from him. I mean, I thought that's – I mean, we've talked all season, all season about how he was against the Jets, right? And how he played against New York. I granted it was on New England, but I was a little disappointed that we didn't see Damien Harris get a, a little bit more of a bigger role in the running attack in this game, where maybe Cook would be better suited in, in another matchup. But I, I'm gonna leave that alone for the Ken Dorsey, you know, talk d- down the line. But what say you will? I, I thought okay. Let me start. I'm gonna start with the offensive line because I don't want to go. I don't want to go after the the, the the run game yet. I thought the offensive line played pretty well. Uh, given this, given the, the defense that we went up against, the Jets defense is as good as it as advertised. Like when people say the Jets defense is one of the best in the league, they're not lying. That that pass rush is amazing. Jermaine Johnson is a star. Uh, he he's a star defensive end that that you're gonna that you're gonna that's probably gonna be a household name within the next few years. Uh, Quinton Williams should already be a household name. If you pay attention to football, you know you know about Q. Um, that just Jesus Christ, they're good, man. Like that's a really really good front. That's a really really good front four, man. And and they rotate guys in and out, and and and. The, the reserves were the reserves played solid as well. Um, the run game, I think Dorsey called a very good game yesterday or Monday. I'm sorry, it's Wednesday. Um, I didn't love running out of the shotgun as much as we did. Uh, I would love to see us run out of you know, run from under center a lot more. I think we can set up some play action there. I think that takes, I think that forces teams to put bodies in the box, which gives us better options going to our weapons. Um, You know, if we're going to get the purpose of getting this 12 personnel and signing a guy like Damian Harris and Latavius Murray is to run the football. Uh, Biggest drive that you know, kind of was a microcosm of the game. And just really, really infuriated me with first and 10, handoff to Latavius Murray, five-yard gain. Second and five, handoff to Latavius Murray, three-yard gain. It's third and two, we're in shotgun, bro. And I think it was an empty mm-hmm. set. Yep. Do you, um, what can I ask you, Whittle? Like think, that, just, do you think, come on, yeah. bro. And, and it's after, yep. Hold on, this was after multiple turnovers. This was after multiple turnovers already. And I'm just like, what are we doing, man? But go, go ahead. What was your question, bro? 
No, no, no worries, Whittle. I just, just a question for you getting to that shotgun. Do you think it was Dorsey's because of the Jets' ferocious front four? Let's just call it what it is. It was because of that. Like, for example, against other teams coming up that maybe don't have that same front four that the Jets do, do you think we will see more under center for Josh? They'll work that in as the season goes along. Because that, that was my first thought about no. it because I was kind of waiting for it. No. Then, do you think this is what they're going to be doing all year? Yeah, it was, it, it was what we did last year, too. Uh, go back to the Ravens game, same thing. Go back to the Miami game, same thing. Go to the – what else? Who who, do, who did we play out of conference last year? It was the, the – Minnesota. Minnesota. Early in the Chicago, Chicago. game. Yeah, early, mm-hmm. early in the Chicago game. Green Bay, same thing. A lot of shotgun, a lot of handing. Uh, like, if we're running it, we're handing it off out of the shotgun. And, you know, that's it. I I, I don't I don't like it. I, I think that he's trying to – I think he's trying to hand the ball off, let the, de- let the defensive line over-pursue and then run past him instead of trying to create displacement with your offensive line. I think he's just trying to get the ball and – get past those guys so now we're dealing with second level defenders and not really uh uh not dealing with the defensive line. I didn't like that. I didn't like it. I'm I'm not gonna ever like it. Uh but this is what this is what Ken Dorsey does. I'm not a fan of it. Um I, yeah I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of Ken Dorsey but that's another conversation <laughs> for another day, right? <laughs> we'll, say, we'll, um, we'll, we'll we'll table that for later this season, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I hope that this is just a situation where, um, this is. I hope this is just a situation where it's week one. We're not really sure how we're going to use Harris and Latavius Murray fully yet. We want to go with what we what we have and and what we what we're comfortable with using against a divisional opponent. I, I, I look to, I hope that we see newer looks or, be, or more, more look, uh, you know, a variation of looks um, in the Raiders game coming up. Uh, and last but not least, 17 played absolutely terrible. Okay. Um, when it comes to ball security. Uh, one fumble, three interceptions, uh, one touchdown, two hundred and thirty something yards, or whatever, whatever it was. Who cares? He had four turnovers on his own, and they were mind-boggling. The two intercept, the first two interceptions, you just don't make those throws, man. You just don't. Mm-hmm. The first one, you're rolling left. You need ten. You need what was it? Uh, third and third and eight. You need eight yards for the first down. Mm. Just mm-hmm. go for it, bro. The, all the defenders in the middle of the field and on the right side of the field. You got one guy to beat, and that's and that's DJ Reed. He's a corner. You've run over yep. linebackers before. Like just get the first down and and yep. and, and another set. Let's just and let's just move forward. He didn't do it. Uh, the guy takes uh, like Josh throws the ball. To to Hardy, five foot six, cross body throw to the other side of the field, like 45, 50 yards down the field into double coverage interception. 
Those were drive killers. We lost this game because of Josh Allen, 100%. And, you know, it wasn't – you know what? It's funny about you mentioned the stats, right? We knew Josh Allen wasn't going to put up 350, 400 on this defense, right? But if I told you he was 29 to 41 for 236, okay, the yards are a little bit lower than we we were – 41 attempts, right? But that's mm-hmm. really what we needed to win this game. Yeah. That that line right there. And if you, like you said, if we mixed in a little more Damian Harris and a little more uh, Damian Harris and a little more Latavius Murray, we added maybe 20, 25 yards to each of their ledger on the running side, right? That would have been enough if right. you take that three up there in the top, right under that Jet logo and make that a one. Let's just say one. Let's say, you know, Josh throws a pick. You know, he does once in a while. We got to live with it, right? But it was – and the fumble. That's yeah. another thing, too. We talked about the fumbles all season, all season a little bit. But he's got to get better with that. He's got to take care of the football. Those those are just things that he could control. And I know he knows this, but, you know, it just felt – it is only week one, but it just felt so much more magnified considering the opponent, you know, considering the stakes, considering the division. But we still have to keep in mind it is week one. And I'm just as guilty of it as anybody. I – you know, I, I went off the ledge a little bit after the game. It just felt a lot worse than a lot of other week one losses. Um, hey, check this out. So we had two. We had two design run plays by Josh Allen. That's it. Just two. The other four were scrambles, man. We can't control that. He, mm-hmm. That's just part of his game. Um, we had our guest here, and then he he stepped off for a second. Um, let me oh, try to okay. let me try to get him back because, um, yeah, we have we oh here there he is. All right, he's back. Uh, we gotta watch that game away, man. Like, you know, like go down to the go down to what is it the uh what it what it what did Prince say? You gotta watch yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Take this game, yeah. throw it in the lake. And let it throw it in Lake Erie. Throw, take this game, this performance from Josh. Throw it in Lake Erie. Never forget about it. But throw it in Lake Erie. Let it go, and let's just move on. And with that being said, we have a guest today. Um, he's a Raiders fan, obviously. You know, we like to do that. We like to bring uh, guests in that for the team that we're that we're going up against. Uh, extremely knowledgeable gentleman. Uh, I have sat in his spaces for hours and just listened. And some of y'all that know me from Twitter know that I will talk about football all day long, but I can go to this man's space and listen and not only be entertained with some of the uh, antics that go on, but um, just like genuine, a genuine understanding of the game, a genuine ability to break the game down. And, uh, you know, and just talk about the space. Like, if I'm not in one of our spaces, one of our build spaces, or, you know, Guru's joined or something like that, like, I'm, I'm going to Gridiron Bullies. He's one of the co-founders of uh, of the Gridiron Bullies. Uh, let's bring him to the stage. We got Gridiron Brink in the building. Thank you for joining us, sir. How are you tonight? What's going on, brothers? How y'all doing, man? Y'all good? good. Very good. Thanks. Thanks yeah, for doing man, this, we good, man. I mean... We kind of good, not not really good, but we kind of good. We we zero and one right I now. Lukewarm. I feel you. Believe me. I, yeah. Trust me. I've been there. I've been there. You know. <laughs> no, I understand. Um, I understand. So I appreciate y'all having me, man. Um, you know, 
I uh, I used to live in the the, the seven one six, so you know I got a lot of oh, friends okay. that are avid followers. So you know, um, I went to quite a few Bills games when I was there. So you know, I understand the passion that comes from the people that follow that team. So it's an honor to be on here with y'all, man. Hey man, it's an honor to have you, man. I appreciate you on such short notice. I was trying to think, I was racking my brain, like trying to figure out, like, yo, who is a Ravens fan? I mean, a Raiders fan. Who's a Raiders fan that I know? And I mean, <laughs> I know a Raiders fan, but I ain't bringing him on. You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> the Pac-12 king. I'm not bringing him on. But there you go. Know, shout out the new level, man. But no, nah, I ain't bringing you on, bro. Uh, but you know, I just <laughs> I, I was trying through, to through that one. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. I was trying to, um, I was racking my brain trying to figure it out, and then uh, uh, Tina was like, uh, you know, uh, Brink is a Raiders fan, right? Like, oh, yeah, so immediately that's when I reached out, man, and and I was glad that you was able to uh, to come through. So let's get into it, man. Talk to us about your Raiders, y'all. Oh, y'all want to know. Uh, number one in the AFC West right now, number the AFC one. West leader. Let's talk. Let's talk Killing. about it, okay? Killing not the Chiefs, not. not the Chargers, <laughs> the Raiders. Okay. Hey. All right. So talk, Look, man, man. Talk to us, bro. Uh, talk to us about the Raiders, man. So you know, I ain't gonna lie. Um, when they made the Jimmy Garoppolo signing and all signs, you know, in February and early March were pointing towards. Him being the guy, I wasn't thrilled, um, you know, just because I'm a Derek Carr guy, right. through and through. I'm a Derek Carr guy, you know what I'm saying? Um, that dude took snap after snap, hit after hit for us, both on the field and off the field, from fans, from non-fans. Um, so, you know, I wanted him as the quarterback for the Raiders. You know, um, but you know what I'm saying? Everything changes. You know, there's uh, always a change in regime. So sometimes it's better for him as a player and for us as an organization to move forward with, you know, a different route. And that makes sense. Because um, clearly something wasn't working. You know, um, Jimmy is, um, he's obviously a vet. He has worked with McDaniels before. Um, obviously, things have changed since he left New England and went to San Fran, but the basis of that offense is still going to be pretty much the same. A lot of the lingo will still, you know, will still be the same. So, you know, it makes sense as a bridge situation because they're still overturning that roster. You know, we've got, I think, maybe a dozen players or less than a dozen now, actually, after the 53 of guys that were on that roster two years ago, you know, when they made the playoffs. And then McDaniels took over the following offseason. Um, but from all indications, Jimmy's come in and just became one of the guys. Like, everybody's accepted him, put the arm around him. He's the leader of the, of the offense, you know. Um, Max Crosby being the face and clearly the vocal and visual leader of the team has wrapped his arms around him and said, that's our guy. He's a dog. So, hey, and Max, I trust. Right. You know, the offensive line stood up on um, going back to Sunday's game against the Broncos. The offensive line did really well. Um, allowed Jimmy to drop back, 
make his read one, two, get out with the ball, you know, make quick decisions. The only really poor decision that I can point to that Jimmy clearly made wrong was the interception in the red zone, you know, where he tried to force a ball in and it got tipped and got intercepted. Yeah, I don't like to but give tips. I don't like to give tipped interceptions to the quarterback. Uh, I mean, it, it like it's a lot of traffic. It, it, it just, it's one of those mm-hmm. things that happens. But but you spoke about Jimmy G, uh, Jimmy G, and his familiarity with with McDaniel's, which obviously was probably part of the reason that they went out to go and get him. Um, and you know, we talked about beating the Broncos. A lot of people say, "Yo, Sean Payton is here now." The Broncos. Now it's time. They they got their guy at coach. He's going to change. He's going to tra- change. Ra- uh, rush around. Rush is going to be great. Yada yada yada. And you know we haven't seen it. We just haven't no. seen it. But what we did see was this young Raiders team go out there and get a W in Week One and running the division right now. Uh, about those young Raiders, like talk to us a little bit about some of the standout guys. Um, me personally, I follow the uh, I follow the draft kind of close closely. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I know you guys picked up uh, Dylan Parm out of uh, Memphis, uh, mm-hmm. not less this past draft, but the year before. And I want to say Thayer Mumford from uh, Ohio State as well is on the yeah. team. Yeah. Yep. So those those are two guys that. Um, those are two guys that I, I paid attention to because, you know, Buffalo Bills, we've been looking for, for offensive line help since Brandon Bean and McDermott got here. Uh, but those are two of the guys that that, that stood out to me. Uh, I know you guys had some missed picks recently as well, like Colin Farrell really didn't work out. And then there was uh, the safety. I can't remember. I can't place his name right now. But was so Jonathan Abrams. Yeah, Jonathan Abrams. He didn't work out. I mean, big hitter, but you know, he just he didn't work out for you guys as, uh, yet. Nope. He he didn't work out for you guys. But talk to us about the Raiders, the young Raiders that we don't know that 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 you look at standouts. So you know, going into this year's draft, when they selected Tyree Wilson, I honestly did not know a whole lot about Tyree Wilson. Um, he obviously he he had the injury um, like midway through the season last year at Texas Tech. So, you know, there wasn't as much tape on him from late in the season. But as I, after the pick was made, I spent a lot of the rest of that night watching a lot of clips. Um, and he's a great piece to learn behind Max Crosby right. because he's a high-motor guy. Yep. You know, he's long-armed, he's tall, he he's relentless, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we didn't get to see that on Sunday as much because he's still working his way into football shape because he missed the majority of camp. He got um, he got back on the field right before the last preseason game against Dallas. The last one against Dallas, I believe. Yeah. So, you know, he he didn't get – he hasn't gotten the reps to get back fully into shape yet. Um, obviously, they were playing at altitude uh-huh. in Mile High. So I think that might have taken a little zip out of his sails. You right. know, that'll do it to you. Even even midseason when you're in great shape, you know, um, with conditioning. But um, I'm excited to see him, uh, like I said, exactly, especially uh, opposite Max. Because Max right. is going to go. He's going to go. 
There ain't no depth. You know, as soon as he snapped snapped that chin strap, Max is going. Um, Devon Diablo, who was a uh, safety converted to linebacker, he got hurt last year. He was showing some glimpses, and he played really well this past week. Um, so I'm excited to to see him improve. Um, not a not necessarily a young guy. He's younger, but he's been in the league for a few years. Marcus Epps came over from the Eagles and I believe logged the most snaps of all the Eagles secondary. Um, so he's, you know, a guy who he may not be flashing. He may not be somebody you, you know, tune in to necessarily watch, but he's a strong force back there, especially when we have Trayvon Morick who is still developing in him, you know, himself. Um, and they are have become really good, you know, from everything. They've become really good friends, uh, you know, on and off the field. Um, so, you know, he's a new guy that I'm really excited to see him as a leader in our secondary. And then you throw in, obviously, um, Jacorian Bennett from Maryland, yep. who, like most of them dudes from Maryland, um, I'm not sure what right. the strength and condition that coach do. Um, or, you know, all the boys pass. they can go. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. you know, um, I'm excited to see how, how he continues to play. Um, I was thinking like, oh, well, this would be a good year for him to develop, but he's logging, he's logging snaps because he's proven, you know, that he's not going to back down from anybody. Now, now they um, moved him to safety, right? They moved him to safety because he wasn't uh, he, corner. He's playing, yeah, he's playing corner. Oh, okay, okay. My fault, my yeah. fault. All right. So the, the trio really at corner um, is uh, Nate Hobbs, who's been there a few years. Um, he struggled some last year. Um, you got Jacorian Bennett, and then you've got, you know, the old Wiley vet, uh, Oakland guy himself, and Marcus Peters. Right. You know, um, so, you know, they're, they're shaping up to have a, a really good, uh, really good, um, group back there to, to develop along, you know, with the vets. So, yeah, I, I remember. Uh, I remember Divine Diablo from. Get, I, like, this is probably going to sound funny, but uh, I think this was like maybe like two years ago. One of my buddies was doing uh, a, a Madden league or something, and he's doing like a Madden league. He was doing his draft, and he's like, "Yo, I need to pick a linebacker, man." And I'm like. All right, I just went and checked everybody with the highest speed that was still available at linebacker, and this guy Devon mm-hmm. Diablo pops up. So I was like, "All right, yeah. we'll just grab him." Yo, like he and he was showing out for him. Like I mean, in the video mm-hmm. game, he was showing out. But I had to go and actually take a look at this guy play. Yo, he is sideline to sideline. Like, like that yeah. guy is. He is tough now. If he can stay healthy, man, that guy is. That guy could really be a force, uh, especially when you oh, put yeah. him behind. Especially when you put him behind um, Tyree Wilson and uh, Max Crosby, but um, mm-hmm. we talked about Jimmy G. We talked a little bit about the offensive line. Uh, we know about Devontae Adams. You know, top top five, top three receive, top three receiver, and he ain't number three. Let's just get that out I there right now. People mm-hmm. gonna try to put Jamar Chase over him or Tyree Kill? Nah, son. <laughs> Maybe Justin Jefferson. Maybe Jettis. Yeah, 
that's that's where the but conversation starts. In the- right, it's close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they one A and one B right there. Devontae is 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 all world. Um, you guys have the reincarnation of uh of Cole Beasley and Hunter Renfro. I like him. He's you know extreme. He's an extremely good route runner. Uh, solid hands. I'm not a fan of the ball security. Uh, you know, but I think he's a. I think he's an excellent player. Uh, Michael Mayer. You guys drafted uh, of a tight end. Yeah. And I did um, forget about him. Yeah, yeah, God of Notre Dame. Um, solid, solid pickup. I'm not sure about the athleticism, but he he's an old school tight end, in line guy. Yep. He's gonna run block. He's gonna make himself available. Show you show you the numbers, five to seven yards. He's gonna take the catch. He's gonna take the hit, and he's gonna get you tough yards. I like that. I like that pickup, especially for a quarterback like Jimmy G, who you don't want to have him sitting back there with the ball in his hands a ton. Right. You want him to get the ball out quick. That's that's the perfect that's the perfect guy that you can. Uh, hey, what's up, Sean Williams? Um, one of my military buddies popped in. I appreciate you for coming through, man. Don't talk to me about no Super Bowl. You were Saints fan, okay? Let's leave that alone. Uh, <laughs> we'll leave that there. Uh, and and then you signed um, Jacoby Myers from the Patriots. So huge game on Sunday. Yes, like this is a like. I know what the Raiders' record was last year. This is not the Arizona Cardinals. No disrespect to the Cardinals. This is a Raiders team with a lot of talent. And if Josh McDaniels can can be a good coach for this team, this team can make noise. Um, we don't love the defensive tackle depth. We don't love the defensive tackle unit yet. That's but there's no reason why the edges and that linebacker unit and that secondary and those receivers and that quarterback and that offensive line who I think is shaping up pretty well. There's no reason why they can't compete this year. And I think they will be in a lot of games. Um, I want to talk about some, you know, every team has their drama. Every team does. Uh, So let's talk a little bit about, Chandler Jones and Josh Jacobs. Now, the last I heard about Josh Jacobs, is he did he sign the franchise tag? You guys franchise them or what? So basically, yes and yes and kind of no. Um, it's along okay. the lines of that like Saquon deal where they tagged him and then they basically redid a one year deal for more than the tag and then included a few incentives on the top of it. So he's um. I think the tag was like 10.8, something in that range. And I think his end deal ends up being like up to 12, like up to 12 million. So, you know, they, they throw a little bit extra, um, you know, from all signs, from what everybody is saying now, there's like no hard feelings that, um, you know, he understands, you know, what the team's trying to accomplish. And he said even towards the end of last year, and the first part of the offseason before they tagged him, like he's willing to be the to be the good guy. I think his words were, I I'll be the good guy, but don't mistake that I can also turn villain. Right. Um, meaning like, you know, I'm willing to work with the team to make the team better. 
but I'm not going to sacrifice on my end if the team's not meeting, the, you know, their end and doing what they need to do to make the team better. So, you know, and that's reasonable. I mean, you can't be mad at that man for that. That's fair. You know, that's fair. Um, that's fair. Him, um, him and, he, said, he said that McDaniels is like the sharpest football mind that he's been around um, to this point, you know, in his career, you know, through up through college and now in the NFL. Um, McDaniel says he loves, you know, his work ethic. So it seems like everybody's getting along right now. We'll see what happens. You know, January, February, and next year, but you know. All right, um, Chris Smith. Uh, I, I liked him. I like Trey Tucker as well. Uh, Trey Tucker out of Cincinnati, wide receiver. I'm looking, man. Y'all got Jacoy Embedded in the fourth round. Ain't yeah. O'Connor was tough too, man. Quarterback out of Purdue. I liked him uh, coming out. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I liked Chris Smith too. Like that's the kid from Georgia, yeah. right? I, I liked him, yeah. man. I liked him. Like, is he is he see, is he going to see snaps at safety or at the slot or or what? What's is there or is there a plan for him? Yet. So early on in camp, there was some buzz about him making some plays. Um, you know, in the early stages of camp. Um, because honestly, there was some talk from a few of the the um, guys that you know are at the practice, the beat writers, saying that um, Trayvon Morick actually was not making the plays to the level of some of the other safeties. That you know he was there, right? But he wasn't making he wasn't making plays. Um, so there was you know kind of some thought I think at some point that. Chris Smith might challenge him, but it seems like some of that's died down, and he's going to be more of a probably more of a special teams um, development guy this year. But I mean, he's got the pedigree. I mean, he played for two national championship, great defenses, right? Yep. So, yep. Um, so all right. Okay, so we got zero and one Buffalo home opener. The Raiders are coming into Orchard Park. I mark. You know the crowd's gonna be crazy. You know Josh is right. Of course, of course it is. Might be a few dildos get thrown out. I don't know. Uh hope not. It should be an early game, so we may avoid that this year. Um Josh can't wait to get back, back on the field, especially after that performance Monday night. Uh how what are, what are your keys? What do you think the uh, the the Raiders have to do to to get out of Orchard Park with the W? Um, you know, as I was watching the game on Monday night, I was like, man, he gonna have this kind of game right before we come to town. That's really what he gonna do? Because thoughts in my mind is like, all right, he not the type of dude that's gonna lay down or start feeling the pity party. He gonna come back and he gonna want to put four up the other way. You know what I'm saying? So um, the one thing the Jets clearly have that not many other teams have is that depth along the front line where they can bring six or seven dudes at you relentlessly, you know, every down after down after down. Um, We have Max Crosby, um, you know, Tyree Wilson, 
um, on the edges, but the middle, our middle is is the suspect part of our defense. So um, the key is going to be, can they get any sort of pressure and force them into maybe some bad decision or some rush decision? Because our secondary, you know, we are pretty good as starters, but once you get past the starting unit, across pretty much across the board on our defense, I ain't gonna lie to you, it's not as good, no ways as good, honestly, as the Jets, what the Jets have. So right. um, defensively, they they got to get pressure, you know, um, preferably up the middle, but I don't know if that's going to happen with, you know, like I said, our, our defensive tackles. On the offensive side of the ball, um, they got to move. They got to stay. They got to stay ahead at six. They got to keep Josh Jacobs, Zamir White. They got to roll them guys, and you know, get them going to kind of put y'all's defense on its heels a little bit, so they can't they can't attack. Because y'all's defense, when they're attacking, just about as good as any in the league. You know. Um, so it's you know that's really that's really the key. Uh, Jacoby Myers likely will not be there because he's in concussion protocol. So we might see more from Hunter Renfro. Um, you know, and Devontae didn't have a great game on Sunday. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they figure out a way to get him more involved, especially if Jacoby's not there. Right, right, right. Um, I, yeah, that was a guy I forgot. Uh, Zamir White, I liked him coming out of school too. Mm -hmm. I thought that I thought that y'all were gonna kind of let Josh walk uh, because of you know Z Zamir White, but um, that season that, that Josh Jacobs had last year, man, I mean, you kind of got to sign him after that. I feel like, oh yeah, you know. So I mean, when you when you assert yourself as a top three running back in the NFL, like. No team is letting that walk out of the building, not for free at least. So, no. um, you know, it, I, I think it kind of screwed things up. There was a succession plan in place. But um, sorry, Jameer, you got to wait a few more years, man. This this guy there you go. Is, is one of them ones. Um, I, I agree. I think that the Bills have shown a propensity to give up big runs on the ground. We're not a great tackling team. Uh, I think that we're a stout team. I do think that we put defensive players in the right place. They just don't consistently make the plays, and that does hurt us from time to time. Um, with that being said, though, like, Brees Hall ran the ball, what was it, 10 carries, 127 yards or something like that, and it looks great when you look at it that way, but mm – -hmm. Then when you actually get into the runs and you see, wow, he had one for 83, and I can go back and pull that up on the All-22 and show you that um, Trey White missed the tackle and he mm -hmm. took off on us. Then you you go back and look at the second big run. It was a 26-yarder where there was another tackle missed right at the, right at the line of scrimmage, uh, and, you know, off he goes. So... I think that we I think that we'll do a good job. I think that the Bills have to win this game. You cannot start the season 0-2 and then go up against another defensive front like Washington has in week three. And mm -hmm. then another big, huge divisional game against 
the the AFC East champions of this year to because week one they won and they did it with a lot of points. The Miami Dolphins. Everybody loves Miami. I'm telling y'all, Miami is fool's gold. I know that there's some Miami fans that are gonna listen to this from Twitter, bro. I'm sorry. Like yeah. y'all look good offensively every year, bro. And it just I don't believe in y'all. But hey we'll man, they gave up how many what did they give up? A hundred and or no, two like two twenty on the ground? I believe Something so, like yeah. That. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And two twenty range. Yeah. I mean you get Eckler with like a buck twenty seven. Then the other kid had and like it's Eckler. It's Eckler. Like I love Eckler. Yeah, you don't between the tackles like that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what you think, Damian Harris and Latavius Murray going to do if 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 Dorsey yeah. gives him the ball? That's, if he gives him, now the that's ball. what. That's what I hope you don't figure that out until next week. <laughs> um, is it just keep giving y'all's backs the ball? I'm yeah. not going to lie to you, yeah, man. Yeah, he yeah. might not figure it out. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, Gridiron, I was, um, when I was looking at the Raiders, right, and thinking about, you know, the offseason, there were some people saying, oh, maybe they're in the Caleb Williams watch from USC, right? And then I started to do a little deeper dive on the Raiders, right? And, and you look at, okay, they bring in Jimmy G, solid QB. Then you got Devontae Adams, and you got Josh Jacobs. You know, you know I mean, and you keep going down, you look at the roster, and then even looking at the season you guys had last year. Well, this team only lost two games by over double digits. They lost five games by three points or less. I think some teams lose five games by seven points. You guys lost five by three points or less. I mean, that's a you had a you had some incredible swing of games last year. I mean, the New England game was the standout to me as one of the craziest plays I've ever seen to date. But what's your expectations going into the season? You know, considering you know, because I think they're a lot better. I think we're all into that, and I think. Those fans should be a little cautious this week. It may, you know, may, we may be expecting, oh, the Bills are going to break out and win by 20, 25 points. I'm, I'm really not so sure that's going to happen. So I just wanted to get your expectations on where you are in going forward with the 2023 Raiders. So going into the season, I had, a, I did, honestly, I had us as like a six win team. Um, and that was assuming that Jacobs might sit the first three to four weeks of the season. You know, um, when they signed him and said, you know, um, he was going to be ready and available week one, I bumped that up and I said, okay, we might be able to get, we might be able to get eight wins. And I honestly still think that's a right around our this sweet spot for our season. Um, but, you know, it only takes one or two bounces to go your way for that to change, you know, and you can be nine or 10 wins. Because, you know, the year before, we lost Gruden. We had the rug situation. Um, you know, we had a Damon Arnett situation and still ended up in the playoffs. And honestly, were maybe a bad call on that blown whistle um, against the Bengals in the wild card round from pushing them potentially to, to knock them out. Um, so you know, and then the I next wish season, I had like it talked about me too. Yeah, we, were, really we were we were for you, Red Iron. We were really Believe me. for you. I wanted that one bad. Um, but uh, you know, it's one of those things, man. That's the NFL, man. You you legitimately like look at the Vikings, the Vikings were the kings 
of last minute. Oh, my bad. I didn't mean to bring that up. But I just, just realized it's probably not a good thing. We know all either. about it. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's one of the things where, like, clearly, you know, you can have a team that starts to win those games down the, you know, down the stretch. And they rack up three or four of those in the season. The next thing you know, you look at me like, how the heck did they win 12 games? How did they win 13 games? And, you know, they gave up, you know, massive amounts of points. But, you know, it just a few things went their way. A bounce here, a bounce there. A miss snap, a tip pass, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um so yeah, I mean, you know, could we potentially make the playoffs? Yeah, without it, yeah. But I'm not putting a whole lot of stock in waiting for the the woulda's couldas to happen, you know. Absolutely. So I noticed on the depth chart, um, is that Greg Van so, Rotten starting for the Raiders mm-hmm. this week? Well, at right guards, that's the old Bill coming back into town. Yeah. Old, old Bill, old Jet, um, yeah. probably going to be old Raider when they draft his replacement this year. <laughs> um, yeah, I wish. Hey, I, I honestly wish we got an Osiris Torrance, but y'all, you know, y'all snapped him up. We moved up and got uh, Michael Mayer, and I was thinking like, oh, we're in a sweet spot. We can get Torrance right, you know, right where we were at. But when they moved up, I got Michael Mayer. I'm like, okay, I kind of get that. But I love Torrance throughout the whole season. I'm a big AR fan, you know, um, so I watched a lot of AR that last year at Florida. And then, you know, I'm like, whoa, who's that guard that's putting in work against Georgia? That's that line that, you know, D-line that Georgia got. Like, oh, okay. So, yeah, so I think y'all got a gym there. Oh, I I agree with you. Uh, Bills fans, notice he didn't say anything about Justin Shorter, right? He ne- said nothing about <laughs> Justin Shorter. There's a reason. There's a reason. Let's just say Whittle's not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> not a fan of that pick. Not a fan of that pick at all. Um, a, lot, a lot of directions we could have gone in the in the in the fifth round. Uh, Justin Shorter wasn't wasn't one that I had uh, planned on. Trying to stomach. Anyway, uh, since we're talking about Buffalo, the game is going to be in Buffalo. We're talking about the Raiders coming to Buffalo. Uh, I have to mention. I have. I have to bring up the uh, Western New York native uh, Chandler Jones. And bro, what are y'all doing to my guy, man? What's going on out there? His key fob not working. Like, what's up with with the Chandler Jones situation? No one really knows. You know, no one, I don't think no one truly knows. Um, obviously, the Raiders aren't saying what's going on. Um, they're keeping it close to the vest. The, um, no one in Chandler Jones camp seems to be saying anything either. Um, you know, the good news is it's been pretty quiet since uh, last Thursday or Friday. Um, you know, he's released a few screenshots of text. Um, but it seems like, uh, the last one I think was the Mark Davis set where Mark Davis was like, you know, I care about you more as a person than I do a player, you know? Um, and that's really where I stand with it too. I'm like, 
you know, if whatever is kind of going on, you know, I just hope he's good and he's in a good place, you know. Right. Um, so, you know, that, that's the most important thing. I mean, the game is the game. But, you know, making sure, you know, he's good on a personal level is uh, is most important, you know, to me, you know. Um, but I would love to see him on the field. Because I think we need him, especially against like the, his run stopping presence. Because while he doesn't have sack numbers last season, before he got injured, um, he had he did have some pressures. But against the run, you can't take anything away from him. So you know some of Max Crosby's pressures right. and tackles for losses were clearly because he set the edge on the opposite side, and Max just ran stuff down. Now I, I I watched the Marcus Allen documentary, and uh, I looked and I, I you know I saw you know hit the dynamic between him and Al Davis and, and the Raiders and 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 all those different things, um, and I immediately like I I was like you know can I make the correlation here with Chandler Jones and Marcus Allen? But I don't think so. Like I don't think that this is that type of a mm-hmm. situation either. I, I don't think that. The Raiders organization runs runs that way now. My dog is get out of here. What are you doing? My dog's <laughs> acting up right now. Um. So yeah, I like. I do hope. I, I hope Chandler Jones is okay. You know, we lose way too many people, and not just football players. We lose way too many people to suicide because yeah. they're not talking. And you know, I'm not. I I'm not. I'm never gonna dance around. You know the terms or the or, or the or the words or the the message on this podcast. So you know if if those type of things offend you, you this probably isn't for you. But we're just gonna keep it real here. Um, I yeah. hope he's okay, uh, and that, and that's excellent of Mark Davis to 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 let him know that because sometimes that's enough. You just somebody has to just tell you, you know, mm-hmm. that I care, and that that may yeah. be thing the difference between them taking their own life and then pushing forward and fighting through it. So kudos to him. Uh, best of luck. If you want to stick around, you can, uh, but we don't want to hold you uh, any longer. You know, if you, if you want to, if you want to check out of here, but we're going to move on to the next uh, segment and kind of just go over some of the things that are uh, Buffalo specific and not necessarily a hundred percent football rated. Uh, football related. Um, so okay. you know, it's up to you, brother. Yeah, I'm. Um, I think I'm. Uh, I'm gonna go listen and uh, you know. Okay. Um, Bef- take a few notes. Okay. Good before night. you do, before before you do, is there anything that you want to plug to the listeners, to the people? Um, right now, we only got four people checking it. Right now, um, we have. We just started this a few weeks ago. We got about seventy five or so subscribers, and we do. You know, we do a decent amount. We do we do a decent amount of views for a brand new podcast. So, mm-hmm. um, somebody and I'm not like not trying to toot my own, but you know, you know how our followings are on Twitter. So you know what I'm saying. Like, the, they will come. You know what I mean. So if there's anything oh, yeah. you want to plug and push out there, bro, please definitely. Um, you know, we we love to see it. Well, you know, we um we we are uh, live pretty much uh, Monday through Friday on Twitter, uh, on Spaces, 
Um, you know, I'm uh, at Gridiron Brink. Um, D Money is the uh, the head of the, the crew. Um, T Smith and Spody, you know, um, my brother Reese, uh, chef, you know, we're always there Monday through Friday. We typically run just about all day um, and keep the topics going. Um, you know, we don't focus on uh, just our teams. We try to focus on every team in the league. Um, so, you know, if anybody is interested, you know, hop on Twitter spaces. And uh, and look us up. Like I said, I'm at Grand Iron, Gridiron Brink, and um, you know we we keep it fun, man. We try to keep it entertaining. We've got our few moments with us, some dust ups and some arguments, but hey, it's all family, it's all love at the end of the day, man. You know how it is. Yeah, and sometimes that's Zara's fault, but we're not going. We're not going to jump on that, man. That's, sometimes oh, no, that, that can be Zara's fault. Zara would jump on this. Look, if you are not a Raiders fan, um, but you have ever uh-huh. come into contact with Zar, um, we've done the whole Twitter community a favor. He cannot get a mic <laughs> in any space <laughs> because he guaranteed that the Raiders were going to get swept by the Broncos. So we took care of that week. Really? Awesome. This is the only thing I got to let I got to – yeah, because – what listen, man, Brick, I'm glad you brought that up because he's been in Twitter spaces running his mouth over the last few days. Yeah, that's okay. Oh. Now we know. Yeah, he did yeah. He, he failed to share that information. Now we know. <laughs> All right, Zar. Got your number now, dog. But yeah, um, hey, listen, man. do you Brick, man? Do y'all do y'all have like a podcast or something coming soon? Like if not, we were in the process you know, of working I, on I, all of that. Yeah, that's I figured that. I figured that. that. I figured that. that. I figured that, yeah, oh, because, like I said, man, y'all, y'all have a space that I can come into and just listen, and you know, I don't have to be a part of it in order for, and I love, and I love that because the conversation, like you said, it keeps going. It, it's a high level football conversation. It's entertaining, and I mean, yeah, man, like I, I like what y'all got going over there. You know, Spody get a little spicy every now and then, but oh, we're yeah. gonna dip. We're gonna see Spody in them. We're gonna see Spody in them in a few weeks too. So you Oh know. yeah. Oh you know. Yeah, so but yeah, we um we have a college dedicated um college afternoons for all the college football fans on Wednesdays and Fridays. Um you know, Reese, Coach B and Chef um mm-hmm. devote a lot of energy towards that. We give a lot of um a lot of look to HBCUs. And talk about you know some of the big games in the HBCU world that don't necessarily get you know the shine, um, like the quarterback from North Carolina Central. Um, check him out. He'll be playing. He'll be playing against UCLA this week. Um, that might be actually be an interesting game um, that a lot of people might not expect him to do as well in. But I think they're going to do have a good showing. Um, but yeah, we you know we talk a lot about about that on Wednesdays and Fridays. So you know. I'm gonna definitely Appreciate pull up to that. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna pull up to. I'm definitely gonna pull up to that one on Friday because uh, we, we're gonna we're gonna do some. We're gonna dedicate some off season time to the uh, to to the draft prospects and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it, we we're gonna we're gonna soak in as much information as possible and uh, make sure that we we do our due diligence to put out put 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 our best foot forward uh, and, and give people an intelligent an intelligent listen. 
Uh, thank you again, Brent. I'm I'm gonna uh move you thank down you. to uh, appreciate the studio for now, bro. And yo, thank you again for coming in. I appreciate you coming in short notice, ladies and gentlemen. Gridiron Brink, one of the members of the Gridiron Bullies. Again, like he said, he runs a great space. Y'all got to check it out. Uh, definitely check it out if you're on Twitter space. Come on in. Have a few laughs with us. You know what I'm saying? We, you we, will. We have you will. Yeah, I'll get in there too, Gridiron. <laughs> you, will, you will laugh. I can promise you if you get in that space and you stay for more than 10 minutes, you're going to get a laugh or two in there for sure. Because somebody's going to say something. If it's oh, not, if T. Smith might be whispering and and packing somebody <laughs> up or or spody is or level 10 going at somebody's neck whatever it is you're gonna get in the tank for sure for sure and it's a great it's a great intelligence space as well uh once again good eye brink man thanks bro uh you know feel free to listen thank you thank all you. right that was brink man i i yeah i i i'm not just saying it because he's here you know he can he can vouch for that i've been in the spaces um, he has a a a, a mod. Um, uh, what's his name though? I my Hawkins. My fault. My Hawkins. He has him in the space often as well too. Former uh, NFL cornerback. Um, nice. does a bunch of stuff in the VA community. Um, you know, I, I've been talking to him about putting something together on Kyrie Elam. That's coming soon as well. Like, you know, I got to get with him on that. Um, you know, but yeah, so the Bills, uh, terrible loss. Uh, we played well enough to win. We should have won, but there are other pressing issues that are happening with this team right now. Um, our owner, Terry Pagula, is under investigation for some comments that were made. Uh, allegedly, there's a lawsuit out there. Uh, saying that he made some racist comments. Um, these are allegations. Nothing has been proven, and it is a civil case. It is not. Uh, any, it's not a criminal case. It's not anything like that. It's just civil. Brian, do you have any thoughts? Because you know I do. I mean, listen. It's. It, I, I always start with this, right? No matter what it is, I just hope and pray the truth comes out, and even if he's our owner, right? Because. Right. If that is true, and I'm not going to repeat what was said because it, you know, it's just something not worth repeating to me, right? It is that's because it was just so derogatory, you know, it's just not something that's acceptable in any society, right? If if it turns out to be true, then Terry Pagula deserves everything that's going to come his way. Let, let's just get it out there. We have to be consistent, right? I know Terry Pagula's done a great job as a Bills owner. We, you know, we we care, we like Terry Pagula. Generally speaking, I mean, but none of us can pretend we know this person, right? We we don't know these people at their core. So, but when these things come up, we just let the process play out, right? We'll we'll see what's what, and we and again, if this was the owner of the Bengals, if this was the owner of the, the Cowboys, well, the Cowboys was also involved with this too, right? If I if I'm staying correct on that, yes. Whittle, so he's involved. So you know, like we saw with Dan Snyder, what we saw. With um, the guy that owned the Clippers, I, his name's escaping. Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling. Right? Yep. Donald Sterling. You know, we these things have to be taken seriously, and I want to know if it's true or not. Now, you know, and that's there, there's no place for it, but you know, it's it's unacceptable if true. But again, we don't want to rush to judgment. That's the number one thing I could say. So 
that's where I stand with it. it. It's just one of those things that, you know, after a loss, you're like, oh, man. You know, that, that, that this is a whole other serious topic. This goes beyond football. So I, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Um, Probably the political politically correct thing for me to do right now is just to, to say that, you know, let's wait for the let's wait for the truth to come out. And I am going to say that. Uh, but the likelihood of this being somewhat true uh, is always there. The likelihood of, of a story popping up out of nowhere, you know, you know what I'm saying? It says where there's smoke, there's fire. All right. In this situation here, the likelihood of it being true, I think, elevates because you're talking about a 70-plus-year-old billionaire white man. You know, I like he fits the description. You know, I I'm not saying that it, that it's true, but you're, you're you're not you're not getting any pushback from me on that one whatsoever. If I if I was a police officer, he would be a suspect on my list of this was a uh, something I was investigating. But no, uh, to be honest, I I, I don't want to believe it because not and not because he's the owner, but because. The team came like we had the uh, we had the shooting. There was a shooting for at the uh, top supermarket uh, mm-hmm. uh, before last season started, um, and you know a number of a number of African American residents were killed just by a random white guy who who just didn't like black people. Drove up there, targeting them. Yeah, drove up yeah. to the to the supermarket because he wanted to kill black people, and that's what he did. Um, so. He made the team available for that. He provided a lot of like mental health benefits and things like that for the residents in the area. A lot of aid, a lot of uh, you know money that he didn't have to put out there. Not just that, but when they had their you know their their the team had their press conference out there and they spoke with the with the with the residents and the media and things like that. Terry Pagula didn't have to speak. You know he had. Made this team. He made his team available. He provided the financial support, et cetera, et cetera. He didn't have to speak, but he chose to anyway. Um, that that means something to me. Uh, if it comes out that it's true, I would be surprised. I don't want to believe that it's that it's true, but um, man, like if it, like I I don't want to believe it because. When he spoke, when he spoke in front of you know in front of the media out there after the top shooting, he he seemed genuine. He seemed genuinely mm-hmm. broken up about it, and uh, I don't want to believe that that's not true. Um, so we'll wait for it to we'll wait for that, that to shake out, and uh, let's talk about the media and what's going on with the way that the Buffalo Bills are being portrayed. They think we're done. They think the window's closed. The 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 money is going towards Miami. Oh my God! They put up all of these points against the Chargers, who kept giving Tyreek Hill one on one matchup without safety help over top. What do you expect? Like he's gonna burn you. They gave up four hundred sixty. They they got four hundred sixty six yards on the Charger in the air alone. Um, Tyreek had over 200 yards. I think he had multiple touchdowns as well. Bro, it's just... I, I don't believe it. Uh, the media sometimes just needs things to talk about. And right now, the Bills are an easy target because Josh is turning the ball over and um, 
We haven't won a Super Bowl. We haven't even been to a Super Bowl. The Bengals have. They've been to the Super Bowl. They didn't win, so they're better than us. And, and according to the media, um, the Eagles went to the Super Bowl. They didn't win, so they're better than us too. Oh, and their quarterbacks are all better than Josh Allen as well, who at this point I don't even think people have him in the top five anymore. Um, just just stare during this at the end of the, when all the smoke clears and the dust settles at the end of the season. And Buffalo is standing there, a top three seed. Just make sure y'all stand on everything you're talking about now, okay? Don't back off of it and say, I always believed in the Bills. Um, we're circling the wagons, the wagons up here, and uh, you guys are on the outside of that circle until further notice. What do you got for the media uh, beyond anything at all, or do you just want to just say Well, that? listen, you, you know, it's, it's kind of funny you mentioned the window closed. I mean, in a in a pit of frustration, even I was starting to wonder, you know, walking out of that stadium, because you know how you felt after that game, right? I mean, we were in the yeah. building, right? Yeah. I mean, that was as intense of a, of, a, of a crowd when it comes to enthusiasm, noise that I've ever heard any NFL game I've ever been to. And I'm almost 50. I've been to many, many games, right? That, that place was on fire, to, to say the least, right? So walking out of there, you start wondering, wait a minute, is, is this really, I mean, is all the stuff they've been saying true, right? Are, is our window closing, right? You start getting a little angry and you're festering. You know how it is, right? You got the flight home. And and then you start pausing, like, listen, Kansas City lost week one. Cincinnati lost week one. Cincinnati started 0-2 last year, right? I mean, we talked about this earlier. So it doesn't mean our window's closed. But, yes, we should our alarm go off a little bit? When it comes to the Bills, yeah, maybe so. You know, they're, they're, we've seen this a couple of times now with the Bills against the Jets, right? Is it a pattern? Is this, you know, the, we're going to have to make some adjustments. This is where coaching is going to come into play. And, you know, and this is where, of course, it's going to come from number 17, right? He has to also be the one, or a coach has to get him in the right mindset to do that. But about the media, yeah, listen, we're the, we're the hot topic, really. We're the team that are. You know, it's it, every year they pick one, right? I mean, you see this whole because all the big stuff is still out there. Like we had the story with Maddie Glad with the whole thing with the, her mic was on about what she was saying about Stephon Diggs. That was another thing today. I mean, how many things are gonna are gonna happen this week, right? So, remember we spoke about too about the culture, right? We always hear about being like the the culture, right? yeah, you know, the locker room. Like, this is the biggest stress test they have ever felt since they've been there. All the stuff that's going on, all the outside noise, the media, the whole whatever you believe about things, right? I, I'm not saying anything whatsoever. I'm just talk about all the things that are coming, the arrows that are coming again towards Josh Allen, right? Is the window closing? Maybe McDermott should be on the hot seat. I mean, there's all kinds of things we're hearing, right? We're gonna find out a lot about this team coming up, and you know, it's 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 just put up or shut up time now, you know, in, in terms of that. So we step, so we win this week. We get it done in Washington. We get it done against Miami at home. You watch how fast everything changes. Yeah, I, you're right. And um, I don't care. I'm, I'm still going to be mad. I'm, I'm, I'm still going to feel slighted. And that's, in my opinion, exactly where you want to be as a Bills fan. You want to be right here. You want to be in this space where everybody's writing you off. 
nobody thinks you're good and they're just like we're just sitting in the back and that's that's the perfect spot because we're gonna punch a lot of teams in the mouth this is a very very talented roster and we're gonna we're gonna punch a lot of teams in the mouth and when we do I, I can't wait I can't I, I cannot wait to remind people of their stances um you, you know what little let them talk about my let them talk about all these upstart teams in September that's what September's for we're past that right you remember the days we had Ryan Fitzpatrick and we're trying to get you know we beat the Patriots we're three and0 and everybody's talking about us that's what September's for those teams right and, and you know as the season progressed what happened we fell apart right I'm not saying Miami's gonna be that but we're like if we win this they team, were last year win, yeah Sorry. If, yeah no, you're right. If if we win big this week and we win big next week, you know what the media's going to say? Not much. They're not going to say anything. That, that's just fine with me. So those fans understand that. It's going to be like this for a while. Like, because everybody saw it Monday night. We lost to the Jets. Everybody's – I had text messages from buddies in L.A., from everybody about this game. Everybody was watching it, right? So don't expect the, the media to just suddenly get right back on the bills with a couple of big wins. So just tune it out. Tune out the outside noise of the national media and just focus on the prize at hand, which is really starting November, December, and beyond. Let's see how, how this team progresses. You're right. And and the reason why, as a Bills fan, it's, it's easy to do that is because we have 17. I know, I know 17 played terrible. Josh played really bad Monday night. Uh, four turnovers, two of the most boneheaded interceptions of his career. The third one, you know, we can say sloppy route by Gabe Davis. We can also say poor decision because he had two other options that were open, Diggs and Kincaid. Um, but remember who we have, man. Like, we got the best quarterback from that 2018 drive. We got the best guy. Uh, and four other guys got picked out of him. Was it four? No, it was three, right? It was three. Three. Uh, three. Yeah, Darnold and, and Darnold and Baker Mayfield and uh Josh Baker, Rosen. Darnold and Rosen. Yeah. So so we picked oh, the fourth I, guy I out Allen, of the board. The Allen's picked third. I'm sorry. Rosen was picked by Arizona. We moved up to get to get Josh. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Either way. Either you know, yeah. we didn't oh, we, we didn't we didn't get we didn't have the first pick. Josh wasn't Josh wasn't the media darling, and he went to the team that's not the media darling, and that's fine. Um, but remember who we at, who we have at quarterback. Uh, that guy, and I, I I say it because Pierre. When whenever I whenever I feel like the Bills are not doing what I need them to do, or geez, like are we ever gonna are we ever gonna put it together? I always think back to what Kingpin says. Pierre Kingpin from Buffalo Fanatics. He says, remember who we have. And I think about the Lion King and Mufasa talking to somebody. He says, remember who you are. Yo, remember who we have. The guy that had four turnovers on Monday night is the same guy that threw for six touchdowns against the Kansas City Chiefs. He's the same guy who was 13 seconds away from beating Mahomes in his building. Walked off the field with the lead. He's the same guy that had a perfect passer rating in a playoff game. He's the same guy that threw nine touchdowns and, and no interceptions 
in a playoff in a in 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 a in in two playoff games. He's that he's still that same guy. He still is. He's the same guy that hurdled Legarius Sneed. He's the same guy that tried to run through the defense to do Miami's defense last year. He's the same one that takes big that that after he takes a big hit, gets up and looks right into looks right at the defender ahead and says, Yeah, I like that. Like, like, yeah, like, like that's what I'm here for. He's the same guy who right before halftime, when everybody thought we should be kicking the field goal against Miami and Buffalo, he made a play. He found James Cook in the back of the end zone. Still the same guy. So just Absolutely. remember that that's the guy that we have at quarterback. And yep. he played bad. He's the reason why we lost. But in 2020, we won 13 games. In 20, 2021, we won 11 games. And in 2020, and in 22, we won 13 games. And a lot of that had to do with the guy who gave us 4,500 plus yards and 40 plus touchdowns. That's the guy that we have at quarterback. I I hated the way he played on Monday, but I wouldn't. I I I don't want another guy. Like he is, he's perfect for this team. He embodies the city. He embodies the mentality of this team. So just remember oh, what absolutely. we have, man. It was funny you say that, Whittle, because when it was when we were down by three, I was with my friend Frank. You remember the tailgate? I turned to him and I mentioned the piece quote. Remember who yeah. we have for that last drive. And you know, listen, if you want to be, you know, if you want to make two hundred fifty million dollars as a franchise quarterback, that's where you got to get it done, right? And I think you know, listen, every every quarterback has has an evolution process, right, in, in their career, right? Moments. This is probably the first time. Like, I think Josh has been on a honeymoon ride with, with Bill's mom. Do you agree? I mean, pretty much since he's been here. pretty. But I think this is the first time he's starting to get a little bit more of that negativity. Like, you know, we heard from even people like myself and others, right, for his performance on Monday night. This is just another step in his development. And this, he, you know, he's on the front of Matt. He's, you know what I mean? He's in all these commercials. He's on Verizon. He's on Gillette, right? He's all over the place. Like, Common average fans know who Josh Allen is. I mean, you know what I mean? There's people that barely watch football that know who Josh Allen is at this point. So how does he handle all this now? He's he's different now. It's not the same, you know, kid from Fireball, California on a farm that went to Wyoming, right? He's a he's a national superstar at this point. He's one of the faces of the NFL. Let, let's just you know, we know this, right? How does he handle this kind of performance going forward? The negativity he's gonna start hearing from fans and media and not to say everybody's mad at him i'm not looking to trade him but this is just another test to see and, I, and i'm very confident he can rise above it, but we just have to wait and see how that all, how that all transpires starting this sunday starting this sunday um listen man thank you all again for another uh ride man i appreciate y'all coming on coming along with us man um you, if you if you if you like what you're hearing or you know you're bored and you just want to blow an hour before you go to bed hey listen if you think we're boring and we help you go to sleep at night tune in to the coast to coast podcast every wednesday we try to go from nine to ten but today you know uh we went a little past well we went about a half an hour past but like gridiron brink is one of them guys that when he starts talking 
I do not want to let him stop. I just I prefer to yeah. listen because he's he extremely was knowledgeable. Yo, I'm telling you, like he's one of the people I I like to hear talk about football. Um, so when he gets to going, like that's that's good for me. I can do I can I can listen to him and a few other people all day. Uh, talk about talk about what we love. Uh, but Brian, another one in the books, man. Number seven. Uh, how you feeling? Let's, go. Let's keep it rolling. Feeling great. Let's um, keep it rolling, man. Let's keep it rolling. Let's do it. Um, any parting any parting thoughts, man? You know, I'm gonna say Bills by ten this week. I think it's gonna be a little closer to people think, but I think we'll get it done. And again, that's all we're worried about. We're not worried about stop points. Don't worry, it's September. Let's just get a W on the board. I I think this is I think I think we have a big game, bro. I honestly think we have a big game. I think I think it's a big game. I think we're about two scores. And we have to we gotta get the stink off of this, man. So with that being said, you know, with that being said, um, Good luck to the Raiders on Sunday. Um, thank you, Gridiron Brink, once again for coming through. Um, thank you, Brian. Thank you, you know, beyond for another show, man. It was a great, it was great meeting you. Uh, we had a Absolutely. great time. We had a blast. Jordan Poyer's dad is mad cool. His brother is mad that, cool. Was yes. It was awesome. Uh, shout out to Pinto Ron, man. Shout out to to uh, Poncho's Army. Shout out to the Jet fans that came through. Fireman Ed, shout out to you, man. You had the place jumping. Um, no it's shout out to, to Sexy Red. Yeah. yeah, no shout out to Sexy Red, though. I don't think you're a real Jets fan. I think you just was there. I don't believe it. You from St. Louis. Why are you a Jets fan? Come on. I'm not buying it, I'm not buying it bro. I'm not buying yeah, it. Yeah, we're, not, we're hey. not buying that either. This is another one in the books, man. Thank y'all for checking in with us. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, we're going to sign off. Uh, and and as always, man, go Bills. Go Bills. All right, everybody. Good night. Good night.